Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg. And once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Baseball has long been considered America's great national pastime. But hey, the way the game is being played these days, especially at the major league level, it's in danger of becoming a great big waste of time because they ain't playing baseball the way it ought to be played. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I got to tell you, I was sitting home yesterday. I was watching the Yankee game. They were playing the Rays. I was watching the Mets game. They were in Colorado playing the Rockies. And I, you know, I remember, for those of you who could go way back, but, you know, the original 1962 expansion Mets managed by the lovable Casey Stangle. He he once said, can anybody here play this game? He was talking about his team, which later became a book by the late great writer uh, Jimmy Breslin. But can anybody here play this game? And folks, you know, I never wanted to be one of those guys, and you've heard me say this before, oh, in my day it was better. But I am telling you, I watch the way the game of baseball is being played. I'm talking, it. you know, sometimes you hear me talk about the rules, you know, some of the situations or what that they have today. But I'm just saying the complete overview of the way the game is being played today, I don't know if embarrassment is the word, But the way the game is being played today, it's a far cry from the way the game used to be played. And for the life of me, I do not understand it. They they have ruined the game and they're going to continue to ruin it. I don't know if people are caught up in showtime, in this in everybody likes the long ball. Everybody likes, you know, 
the launch angle. That's what they call it now, the bat, the launch angle of the bat. How, how quick a ball goes out, exit velocity. Can anybody here play this game? That's what I like to know. You know, baseball, uh, the the Mets in the 80s had a slogan. used to be a top Shea Stadium uh, in the 80s. Baseball, the way it ought to be. Well, I'm folks, today's baseball ain't the way it ought to be. I'm watching a game yesterday, okay? Let me, let me just give you an example. I'm watching a Yankee game yesterday, and they're trailing the Rays. It was um, the bottom of the ninth inning. Okay, now they're trailing the Rays by the score of 4-2. So what's that tell you, folks? They need to get a runner on base. This is, I got a six-year-old grandson, Miles, who's playing t-ball. It's at the basic level, you should know this. The Yankees are trailing 4-2 in the bottom of the ninth. They need a base runner to get on base. So you could bring the tying run to the plate. All right? So you have a baseball player, a good baseball player, Gleba Torres leading off the bottom of the inning for the Yankees. Now the Rays are playing all on the left side because they're playing the shift to the left side of the infield. Okay? Now remember what I said. It's 4-2. All you do, you need a base runner to bring the tying run to the plate. So what does that mean? That means a simple ground ball to the right side because it's wide open between second and first base because everybody is playing on the left side of the infield. The second baseman, the shortstop, and the third baseman. But Gleba Torres... Again, a ground ball, just a simple little dinky ground ball to the right side gets him on base. But Gleba Torres, you can see it never crossed his mind. It never crossed his mind. He subsequently struck out. But you could see the way he was swinging, it never crossed his mind. That's just another, another example of dumb, bad baseball. There are many. During the game, you know, I'm listening to my buddy, Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill, both terrific guys. Love both of them. They were talking about the, uh, the rash of strikeouts in the game today. I mean, the amount of strikeouts is ridiculous. They even brought out a point because, what, the day before uh, in the Met game, Jacob deGrom struck out 14 batters. Okay, he struck out 14 batters in six innings. It was the first game of a doubleheader, so they were only playing a seven-inning game. So he struck out 14 batters, and then Edwin Diaz came in, in the seventh to save it. He struck out three batters. So the Rockies struck out 17 times 
in a seven-inning game. There are only 21 outs in a seven-inning game. Are you kidding me? Anyway, getting back to my point of uh, Michael K. and Paul O'Neill, they were talking about with so many power arms in the game today, pitching is so much better. I don't know if I totally agree with that. But I'll say, okay, if that's the case, if the pitching is so much better, what the hell are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? As a manager, as a big league manager, what are you going to do about it? No, tell me. What are you going to do about it? Are are you going to have your guys understand the meaning of small ball? Because small ball, you know, moving runners over, hitting behind runners, uh, laying down a bunt, let's play for the sacrifice to get them home. It's done away with. It doesn't exist. You know what the, the power hitters are today? You know what I call the power hitters of today? Unlike the power hitters of when I was growing up. The power hitters of today are what I call feast or famine hitters. Feast or famine hitters. With them, it's either all or nothing at all. I mean, I grew up, you know, watching the likes of Willie Mays, watching the likes of Hank Aaron, watching the likes of the Mick, Mickey Mantle, his teammate, the Raja, Raja Maris, Frank Robinson, Al Kaline. All these guys, they were all fearsome, fearsome power hitters, each and every one of them. But you know what they also had in common? They all knew how to play the game. They all knew how to move a runner over. Later on, there were guys like guys like Reggie Jackson. I mean, well, all those guys had plenty of strikeouts. Don't get me wrong. But they knew how to play the game. It wasn't all or nothing at all, feast or famine. They knew how to play the game. They they real they knew how to hit. I, all you hear about today is wh- when did this jackass terminology come in? Launch angle, the launch angle, his launch angle, how he launches the ball. Hank Aaron, hammering Hank Aaron, was without question in my mind the greatest wrist his wrist hitter that you have ever seen. All his power, more so than anybody, I, I have never seen anybody to this day do it like Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron generated it all was in the power of his wrists. Hammering Hank Aaron. 755 home runs, whatever the hell it was. You know, a lot of these guys would would, would hit through the ball. 
hit through the ball. You're going to spend so much time worrying about your launch angle so it's feast or famine. And, you know, that, then I was watching a Met game. I was watching a Met game. And Marcus Stroman, who's off to a great start for the Mets, he had a one-hitter going into the seventh inning. And he gave up a run in the seventh. Okay? He had a one-hitter going into the seventh, gave up two hits. They scored a run. Pitchers today, Gary and uh, Gary Cohen and Ron Darling were saying, they're not used to... They were talking at oh maybe maybe he's getting a little tired which he didn't he ended up going uh, eight innings uh, Stroman did but they were talking about a lot of the pitchers today just aren't used to going past the fifth and the sixth they're just not used to that I would concur whose fault is that whose fault is that. You know, it's. I'm a runner. I don't run marathons anymore. I do my five, six miles, five, six days a week. I'm happy with that at this stage of the game. But I used to run marathons. 26.2 miles. You didn't just go out and run a marathon. You built up to running a marathon. You put in the miles. I would tell people when people would say to me, hey, Russ, you know, I want to run a New York marathon or I wanted to run the Toronto marathon or I wanted to run this marathon. I say, whoa, 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 how many miles? No, I'll just do it. Oh, why, because you're in shape? It doesn't work that way. You got to build up to it. Today's pitches build up to nothing. I'm sure some of you have heard me say this before. The year City Field, what was it, uh, 2009? The year City Field opened. It was the same year the new Yankee Stadium opened. Uh, it was opening day, and I'm sitting in the press box at, at uh, City Field, and uh, who plops down and sits next to me? Roger Craig. Now, Roger Craig, folks, for those of you who are real baseball fans, know that Roger Craig is, was one of the foremost uh, pitching coaches pitching minds in the game today. He also happened to be an original Met. But but um, he plops down and sits next to me, and I recognize him right away. So I introduced myself, told him who I was, sportscaster here in New York, blah, blah, blah. So we're talking, got friendly. And it was a lesson. It, it was a, a, a day, an afternoon that I'll always cherish because I got to sit next to him for like seven and a half innings talking baseball. And, you know, some of these guys are there. And look, I, I, I don't want to bother him with a million questions, but I had to ask. I says, Roger, so, okay, you tell me. You're not doing it any longer, but please tell me what is going on with the pitching today. He just threw up his hand, shook his head, and said, it's ridiculous. He says, these boys aren't being prepared for nothing. They're babying these guys. You can't go a distance if they don't teach you to go a distance. 
So I keep hearing about all these power arms that don't seem to be too powerful. And you can take these analytics, for lack of a better term, and stick them up your ass. Because you know what? Sometimes you just got to look into a man's eyes. You got to look into your pitcher's eyes or your batter's eyes and say, what do you got? Can you handle this pitcher? Can you handle this batter? Then go do it. Not because some book says you got to make this move or you got to make that move. So, yeah, Roger Craig told me the pitchers, they just don't build up to anything. And I'll never forget Louisiana Lightning, Gator, Ron Guidry. Got to know Guidry, you know, first for covering him. But then uh, we were both very, very, became dear friends with Yogi Berra. Let Yogi rest in peace. And and I asked Guidry, what about the arms today? You know, Guidry was, was a pitching coach with the Yankees. I asked Guidry about the, the, the arms today. And he said to me, he goes in his Louisiana accent, he said, Russ, they just baby the young guys. These, these young guys are big and strong. They they ought to, they want to baby anybody, baby the guy who's been throwing 10, 11 years. Let these guys go out, let them know how to pitch. Like I look at Jacob DeGrom of the Mets today, he's a throwback to the days I'm talking about. He just, he throws, he, 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 he throws hard, he throws 100 miles an hour, he gives you innings, he gives you distance in games, he gives you strikeouts, he's the whole package. To me, he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. But the way the game is being played, it's just, it's silly. I've been around... in this business since 1984. I've been hanging around a lot lot of batting cages for batting practice prior to games. And I'm telling you, you go to batting practice, they don't work on jack shit except trying to hit the ball out. I'm telling you. If I was a manager today, I'm not. And maybe I'm thinking Little League, but I'm telling you, that's how you teach. I want you practicing hitting a ball. You're a pull hitter? Pull the ball to the left side. You're a pull hitter from the the right side? Pull the ball to the right side. But I want you practicing. I want you hitting some line drives the opposite way. I want you hitting some line drives the opposite way. And I'm sick and tired of hearing this shit that, well, you can't ask a guy to bunt if he's never laid down a bunt in his career. Well, you know what? What kind of crap is that? Why shouldn't anybody practice that? Because, hey, Yankees go ahead. They win a lot of games during the regular season. They 
They, they win a lot of games during the regular season, but then there's failure in the postseason. Why? Because in the postseason, how do you win? There, here's how you win in the postseason. You, you win by pitching, and you win by, you got to scrap for runs. I If all I do is need a single, In the bottom of the ninth inning, why do I have to see some batter coming up, swinging from his heels, trying to knock it out? Why, so you can hit a walk-off home run and everybody jump on you? Trust me. Knock in the tying run. Then worry about somebody jumping on somebody else later. That shit happens. That's why the Yankees haven't won in the postseason lately. Last, you know, since what? 2009? You know, there's there's another thing that rubs me. You, you know, when Joe Girardi, when the last time, well, it was 2017, Joe Girardi managed the Yankees, took them within one game. They lost, in se- they lost the ALCS to Houston in seven. So they were within one game of going to the World Series. Then they parted ways with Joe Girardi. They they needed uh, they needed a guy they felt Cashman said, eh, you know, c- communicate better with the young players uh who was who maybe wasn't as tough uh on young players. Well, they got rid of Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi Let's see, those young players in nineteen in 2017, that was supposed to be the transition year for the Yankees, and they got to within one game of going to the World Series. They haven't been that good since. And now, this past Friday night, after the Yankees stunk the joint out at Yankee Stadium against the Rays, Aaron Boone calls them, because Aaron Boone was going to be a good guy, a nice guy to get along. So Aaron Boone calls a meeting, you know, not to let the guys know that, not, you know, not playing well, got to do better, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. I think they could use a little of that toughness now. You know, that that's always the flavor of the month. Either you're too tough or you're not tough enough. I'm reading today, somebody said they were complimenting uh, uh, Aaron Boone his managerial, his relationship with the players because he allowed Aaron Hicks to take off uh, the other night because Aaron Hicks was upset about the trouble that was going on in Minnesota over the Dante Wright uh, shooting. God bless. But I'm not basing what I want from my manager on that. Right now, and, and believe me, I'm not talking about the Yankees now because they're five and ten. Because I, I I think that's far too early. <laughs> they're five and ten. It's fifteen games into a season. All right, fifteen games into a season. You got 147 left. But what I am upset about is the Yanks look like they're failing and they don't know how to get straightened out. That's because these people today 
and it's not, believe me, it's not just the Yankees. I see it across the board. They do not know how to play baseball. And then you couple that with these just embarrassing rules. You, you know, I've mentioned it before. You go into extra innings now, and you got a runner that starts on second base. And that's another thing. If, if Especially if I'm playing at home. Especially if I'm playing at home. Well, if I had a real stud closer, I don't care if a home or on the road, but I'm starting with a guy on second base. I'm starting with a guy on second base. I don't care if it's Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, whoever coming up. Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Manuel. I don't do not care. If I got to start the inning on with a guy on second base, I want somebody bunting him over. Sacrificing himself, get a run at the third base. I'll take my chances with a man on third and nobody and one out. After the sacrifice. I'll take my chances. Ground ball wins the game for me. Sacrifice fly wins the game for me. Especially if it's the bottom of the inning. If it's the top, okay, you go ahead. Then you give it to your closer. I mean, that's the way the game is played. Now just give it to your closer. That that stupid-ass rule they keep from last year, and, and I told you this, folks, you heard me say this a couple of weeks ago. I do not like uh, the way it's played in the American League. I would much prefer baseball without the de- designated hitter. I just like the way the game is is performed. There's more strategy. There's more thinking that you got to maneuver. You've heard me say this. But I'll give it up as long as it can be uniform in both leagues. All or nothing at all. Give me the DH in both leagues or don't give me the DH, which could never happen because that would take away jobs. The Players Association would never go for that. But, but what are we talking about? Think about what... You're in a World Series. Uh, okay, in, today, in this park, we're going to play... There's going to be a big Subway Series in New York. My mouth to God's ears. So when they play at Yankee Stadium, there's going to be a DH. When we play at City Field, there won't be a DH. How stupid is that? Just all this shit is ridiculous. And then, of course, I I don't even want to get into because you've I've done it a few weeks ago with this whole business with with Atlanta and, and Major League Baseball moving a game, uh, the All Star Game out of Georgia, and, and Rob Manfred with you know all I hear now, gambling was taboo. Gambling was taboo. Pete Rose is still out of baseball. Yet now we embrace gambling. Baseball, it's cockeyed. It, it, it is absolutely cockeyed. It's not being run well. It's not being played well. The game is becoming embarrassing. You have athletes today who are bigger and stronger and faster. Just, it's true. 
and and all the advances in, in medical in medicine with training and 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 you rehabbing and everything else and these guys can't are, are you kidding me i got an oblique muscle in this i got my tuchus hurts here my butt hurts here my arm hurts here my elbow hurts here really how did the Kofaxes and Drysdales and Marischals and Gibsons, how did they do all that? How did Warren Spahn and Juan Marischal once hook up in a 16? They pitched 16 innings. 16 innings. The game was won on a Willie Mays home run in the 16th. Warren Spahn was 42 years old. They went into the 10th inning. He was pitching for the Braves. And Alvin Dark, the manager of the Giants, went over to um, Juan Marichal. And and he says, Juan, I got to take you out. Juan Marichal says, no effing way. Are you kidding me? I'm 25. He's 42. You're not taking me out. How were these guys able to do that? Baseball, folks, just ain't being played the way it ought to be. And I really feel sorry for the kids today because they're never going to see the game being played the right way. Not in any way, shape, or form. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website, as always, at russsalzberg.com. Big time thank you to my home here at Believe.com. Believe, of course, the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank all of you, the people out there, because without you, the people... I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.